Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on December 13th, 2017. Uh, You know what? I think I have the best intro music of any radio show. It's a little loud. If I remember one day, I'll make it a little lower. Anyway, let me get to my point. I read an article in the Toronto Star today that Meghan Markle's house is up for sale. Actually, it's not really her house. She rented it while she was filming a TV show in Toronto. But Canadians are so desperate to feel like they're somebody's that they keep trying to say that, you know, she's one of us. But really, really, the bigger question is, who is she altogether? I never heard of her before she started dating the prince. But now I'm going to hear about her. Listen to this. For the rest of my life, people are going to be telling me what she wears and what she eats and how she raises her kids. She's going to be a superstar. That's what Prince Harry did for her. And you know what? That's what recruiters do sometimes, too, for their candidates. See the switch? Everybody talks about recruiting top talent. But what recruiters do is find competent people nobody knows about and gives them a chance to be more than they were. Here's what a candidate wrote about today's guest on LinkedIn. Listen to this. If not for Sean's persistence, I would be stuck at a dead-end job. My new role proved to be a phenomenal experience and a stepping stone to my dream job. Okay, that's the end of the quote. And I'm not saying that we do this all the time. Not every move is fantastic. Maybe it's just a little better than where you were before. But sometimes, sometimes we even make people stars on Jerry. Jerry! What show is this? The Recruiting Animal Martin Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R. You know what? I never spell his name. Maybe that's a bias on my part because Nin Tran, it's not an English name, so uh, I always say Nin with an H, but I don't tell you it's Snyder with a Y. Hey, take me to court. Martin Snyder is the boss of PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, and Nin Tran, Nin with an H, is the COO of Hire Tool, H-I-R-E. T-U-A-L, it's a super-duper sourcing tool, and Nick Livingston, I don't want to spell his name, it's too long, he's the CEO of Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology. 
Right? Get that? Anyway, I also want to give a shout-out to my good friend, Porter. She started listening again. Maybe she's not listening now, but I saw that she listened last week and said something nice about me. Also, Sister Allison Cruz, this show better be hot because she listens while she's running, and it's been pretty cold and snowy around here, and I understand down there, too. Anyway, our good friend, final you know, personal announcements, my good friend, Jimmy Durbin, D-U-R-B-I-N, he's looking for a job, not any job. He wants to be a director of recruiting or a senior recruiter, you can find him at jim at brandstorming.com. Now, this guy who's a guest today, his name is Sean (laughs) Hervey. His his Twitter name is Herv Bird. I'll get to that in a sec. Anyway, he likes to perform. He makes videos, funny videos. That's how he came to the show. He makes funny videos, and he posts them on uh, LinkedIn. And so, naturally, he's willing to sing, and he has chosen a song in uh, honor of the uh, election you guys had yesterday in Alabama, <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Are you here, Sean? I'm yeah, here, man. Okay. How are you doing? Good. G- I'm okay, but Jerry's not here. That wasn't the real Jerry. That was the recorded Jerry. Guy didn't tell no, me. Hey, I just want to point out. He didn't tell me he's not going to be here for the last show of the year. He told me, I think, last week. Oh, he says, yeah, sure, I'm coming. But he didn't show up. Anyway, so he's not going to oh, sing. Man. Does anybody else want to sing with us? Sweet Home Alabama. Anybody? Or we'll just start ourselves. They have okay, to we'll know the, the word Sweet Home Alabama, right? One, two, what? three, four. Three. Sweet, Sweet Home no, no, you do, no, no, no. You start on three. Right, you you start on three. Start I'll, on three. I'll do it, okay? No, you start on four, one. man. You do start on four, uh, but... Well, hey. Michael G. Cox, Mike, if you're going to pipe in, Michael G. Cox, you better sing, okay? I'm going to sing Alabama. while muted. <laughs> no way, no Michael. Way. Hey, you just, Michael just tweeted at me, man. So, well, we got some stuff to discuss with Michael, but let's do the uh, Sweet Home okay. Alabama. I'm just I'll read the lyrics for everybody. They're so easy. Sweet Home nice. Alabama. Where are so blue. Okay. <laughs> I'll call it on three. Uh, one, two, three, go, okay? One, two, three, go! Sweet Where home are you? Alabama. 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 Yeah! Where, Where the, the skies are, are so blue. blue. They're so blue! Oh, sweet, sweet home, home Alabama. 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 Lord, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming home, home, to home to you. Home to you. Oh, we don't... We're going to sing Big Wheels Keep on Turning? No. We talked about Probably the not. song too long. We, we talked about it yeah, too long. Yeah, it's a long, long song. Okay, but thank you, Michael G. Cox, for at least making an effort, okay? And the <laughs> guest, of course, nobody usually wants to sing at all. We've been doing laughing yoga lately, but that didn't go over well last week either. Anyway, Sean, S-H-A-U-N, Hervey, H-E-R-V-E-Y, on Twitter, he's yeah. Herv. Perv Bird 21. That sounds a lot like Perv Bird 21. <laughs> Perv Bird yeah, 21. Yeah. Anyway, no, it, don't you think? Don't okay. Don't you think Herv Bird is a little unprofessional? You're not worried about that Herv Bird? What does that mean? Well, it's a nickname. I've had the nickname through uh, ever since high school. When I um, I played oh, football in high school, okay. so whenever I scored a touchdown, um, do you remember the yeah. 1999 Atlanta Falcons with uh, Jamal Anderson? They used to do like the Dirty Bird. They used to do that dance in the end zone every time they scored. So I used to do yeah. the Herbie Bird, and the name and the name stuck. So that's where that came from. Okay, 
you know, so you could say it's like fish dogs. He's got his, uh, you know, childhood uh, uh, nickname is his Twitter name as well. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't think there's anything else to discuss before. Let's get going. Uh, do you have my first question? Do you have to have yep. a lively personality to be a good recruiter? Because I pointed out that you were referred to me by Will Thompson, our good friend, uh, because yeah. he likes your videos. You post funny videos uh, of you talking on the phone to uh, candidates and clients and stuff like that, and you post them on yep. LinkedIn. So you've got a lively personality, but do you think you have to have a lively personality? Does it show up in your work at all? Are you humorous on the job? I'd like to think so, but I, I honestly I don't think it's necessary. I don't think that you have to go and make um, you know make stupid videos on LinkedIn and write dumb things on Twitter to be a good recruiter at all. I mean, being a good recruiter is you know much more than personality. It's persistence. It's being somebody that the that candidates could talk to, and it's being somebody that um, is you know really really in tune with not only themselves, but also with the hiring managers, someone that can really develop relationships. So if you could do that, I mean, yeah, okay. you know, you know I didn't expect you to be a blow. I didn't expect you to be a bloviator. So I'm not going to let you be a bloviator. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask you very specific questions. Okay. So, uh, okay. you know, I said, do you have to have a lively personality to be a recruiter? Uh, so that's yep. obviously you just, you just said, Hey, you don't have to have a personality to build rapport. How do you build rapport? Because I understand you build rapport. Now, okay. I'll say Jerry isn't here, so he can't criticize me, but he wrote on Twitter. Jerry said, rapport building is either a you've got it or you don't got it kind of thing. Okay? He says mm-hmm. you've got personality that allows you to build rapport or you don't. You're a dull, you know, drip, I guess, is the opposite. He didn't say that. I said that. What about you? How do you build rapport with candidates, or is that important? Is rapport building an issue? No, I mean, rapport building, it's not – It's you don't have to be funny. I mean, I thought your original question was, do you have to have a funny personality to be a, a successful recruiter? That's what I thought you were talking about. But obviously you have to have some type of rapport building skills to be you know, good with candidates, right? I mean, if it's just talking about just random stuff, you know, becoming – Letting, I guess, talking to them and letting their guard down a little bit, and getting to getting them to talk to you on a more personal level. Obviously, you know that plays a hell plays a hell of a lot, and that's pretty much what rapport building really is. Just connecting okay. with people. Okay. Okay. Well, mean, hold on a, a second. For instance, on Twitter, I saw you today complaining on Twitter that your your wife <laughs> talks about some movie star all the time. I can't remember who it was. Some guy that she's in love with, and you've heard enough about him. <laughs> is that like when you call somebody up uh, to recruit them? Do you say? Hi, it's, it's Sean Hervey. I got to tell you about my wife. I mean, is that is that what you do? I mean, how do you, if you're on your first conversation, how, how do you how do you build rapport? Or you know, maybe you don't have an answer. Maybe you don't have an answer to this question. I'm just trying to dig it out of you because, and I didn't yeah. say have a funny personality. I had a li- I said lively personality. You've got a lively okay. personality. So I'm okay. wondering if there any special way that you're aware of that you use to, as you said, break the ice with somebody, okay? Or is it just, hi, I'm Sean Hervey, I'm a headhunter, I want to talk to you about this job. Um, it really depends on the person. depends on what I find on their profile. Dep- depends on a lot of things. depends on if it was a Friday call or a Monday call. Friday, what are you doing this weekend? Anything good? Oh, okay, cool. These are my plans for the weekend. Monday, you know, vice versa. How was your weekend? If they're calling me from Chicago and the Bears just lost, hey, you Bears fan, oh, sorry about that. You know, stuff like that. I mean, that's really 
how I kind of dive into the phone call, and then I start talking to them about the company and the role and all that good stuff. Okay, if it's a female candidate, do you talk to them about the bear herd, about the bears? Because I, I know some women like football. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I really? Okay. Actually, uh-huh. I, yeah, 100%. Okay. I mean, I find that a lot of um, women that I speak to are like huge football fans. I spoke to this girl the other day who was from, uh, I think, where was it, Wisconsin? And she's a huge Packer fan. You can't live in Wisconsin and not be a gigantic Packer fan. So, I mean, that was a good 10 minutes just building rapport right there, just talking about Aaron Rodgers and him coming back and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, okay. I'll talk okay. football to anyone who will listen. Yeah, okay, so there's a couple of questions. I read a book once, and the woman, it was a woman who was, had no interest in sports, but she said she read the sports page every day so she would have something to talk about uh, with the guys in her office because that's what they talked about. So should, the first question, hold it in your mind for a second. Should a recruiter read sports even if he or she is not really interested in them just so they can build rapport? Secondly, I'm not clear. Is it the, the first thing you say when you get on the phone with someone? Hi, it's Sean Irvy. What about those bears? I mean, is that how you handle it? Where do you fit that in? Where, uh, okay, so what do you want me to answer first? You want me to answer the first one or the second one? The last one. The last one. Okay. That's the second. Where do doesn't I fit matter. It in? Take your choice. Doesn't matter. It, yeah, honestly, you, it, it what's really the first thing, on the What's the first thing you say? What's the first thing you say on the phone? Okay, if I have a scheduled call with them, hey Becky, hey, how you doing? It's it's Sean from ABC Company, right? How's he, how's it going? How's the weekend? Oh, I see you're from Chicago. You know, you Bears fan by any chance? Just something as small. So you go you know, right into that. I mean, I you know. go as soon as you introduce yourself, you go right into the Bears, right? Or the I weekend. I went to something. Yeah, Am I went right to something that? to build a little bit of rapport. Yeah, you're right about that, 100. percent Okay. What about my other question? Should recruiters, all recruiters, uh, watch sports to keep up with recruiting trends? Um, I not to keep up no with idea. recruiting trends to use well, to, to have you know, something to talk about. It couldn't hurt, but I mean, listen, everyone has different things. That Michael they could G. Cox, let advice. me go to someone who's going to give me an straight answer. Michael G. Cox, you got anything to say about that? Would you advise? a recruiter who had no interest in sports to develop a habit of reading the sports pages? I would, I would advise a recruiter to have multiple interests that human beings have interest in. You right. have to be able to have conversations say? about multiple What about topics? Kathy Manis? She's here. Kathy, do you like sports? Do you follow uh, how about I this? do watch sports, but the, the, animal, the, I, I the opposite argument would be don't waste your time have being interested in anything that m- people might be interested in. I Thank can you, one Michael up this. Back, Kathy. Kathy, go ahead. <laughs> I have placed um, two high-level executive chef positions and director of food service off of comparing recipes. Oh, so what did you go in? How did you, how did you bring that into the uh, conversation? Hi, I'm Kathy well, Manis. Uh, I want to share some recipes with you. No, no, we would talk about what what sort of meal they would serve for, you know, a high-level executive meeting. And if they mentioned Bernays sauce, I'd say, hey, did you know that there's a way to reconstitute Bernays sauce after it's been refrigerated? And they were like, okay. no, let me go, tell let me, me about move, it. Let me move it fast. Let me move it fast. What about sports? Everybody likes sports. More people like sports than like cooking, I would say. Would you advise women especially, to read the sports pages or watch the sports news on TV. I would. Or, or watch I games. Would. 
Yeah? I yeah? would. Okay, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Anybody else want to chime in on that before we let it go? We've beaten it to death. Anybody? Okay. Let me ask you, guest, Sean Hervey, allegedly <laughs> funny person. Was that, I think that was a good question, but I don't think you thought it was a good question. Do you think that was a I good was question? a great question. Okay. So that was a great Michael question. Why, why would you think that? Michael G. Good, okay. good question. Okay, fine. Kathy, Kathy, I know, thought it was good. Okay, now I have billed you, after I read your LinkedIn profile with all your fantastic recommendations, I billed you as the persistent recruiter, okay? Because this guy, okay. your, past your past candidate, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning his name, no one's ever going to hear it, Lou Lamarca. Okay. He said, Louis. as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, Louis, he said, before I accepted Sean's offer, I declined it three times. So I assume yep. it was from you. You had called him three times already and asked him to take the job. And he said, I was uneasy about moving six hours away from the wonderful metropolis of Buffalo to work in the big city. <laughs> However, Sean's persistence, we get all the Buffalo stations here. Okay. I know all about it. However, Sean's persistence and compassion finally assured me that I was making the right decision. If not for Sean's, listen to this. This is what people hate about recruiters. If not for Sean's inability to take no for an answer, okay, I would still be stuck at a dead-end job in upstate New York. Okay, how? And he says you were persistent in the most professional way possible. How were you persistent? Describe it to us. Like three times you called him, and how did you have the nerve to call him back so many times? Yeah, I mean, with, with Lou, he had – I was talking with Lou for a couple months, right? So we, we kind of talked to him about interviewing, brought him in. Um, he got the offer right away, and he was always, like, on the on the border between, yeah, I want to come. I want. I don't want to do it. One time he rejected the job because I think his mom or, or something, he, he they didn't want him leaving six hours away. Then I got on the horn with him, just kind of talked to him about you know coming down to New York City. I mean, there's a lot more – for you to do down here not only there's a lot more entertainment there's all this other stuff that you could do i mean new york city you can go anywhere if you come to this company it's a great stepping stone opportunity for you um and that's pretty much how i got him to to come down okay I mean, so he was it wasn't, actually it was, he was nibbling he was nibbling all the time it's not yeah. like he ever really shut the door on you to begin with okay yeah, what if he would have yeah, just said 100%. no sean Sean, I'm not interested. I'm not moving now. I like it where I am, okay? Would you have still called him back? I mean, I would follow up with him. Like, I wouldn't be calling him every two months to be like, hey, man, you want to move to New York? You want to leave Buffalo? You don't want to leave your whole life behind? I mean, for me, like, there's really nothing that you could do when someone doesn't want to move six miles, of, you know, 60, whatever it is, six hours away from their home. I mean... It depends yeah. on the reason, though, don't you think? I mean, I had a candidate... Yeah. Similar position in a similar situation where he didn't want to move down to Florida because he didn't want to miss his son's soccer games on the weekends. So we arranged for him to fly back every weekend to, to attend his son's soccer games. I mean, oh, well, so, okay. can, I, can, I ask you, can I ask you about that? What was that person making a year? Oh, gosh, you know, I don't remember. It was about two or three years ago. Okay, so I assume it was a high-level role. Probably more than 45k. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was a forty-five thousand dollar a year inside job. Oh, well, that's job. something. So yeah, I'm not going to be offering. Good. You know, that's, that's <laughs> we're going to fly good, you back to Buffalo. That's a good. That's a good. You did a good job there. 
<laughs> okay. Well, thank but, you. But I, I just wanted to clarify something. So you said if the guy wouldn't have mm-hmm. given you these reasons, even the guy with Kathy, he gave her a reason. He, he wanted. He said, "I like the job, but." But if this person just would have really firmly shut the door, like some people say, "I'm happy where I am. I'm not looking," you would not have been as persistent. Yes or no? Um, probably no. I mean, I okay. probably wouldn't have been as persistent with him. I mean, that's just the God's honest truth. I, I would send him a couple emails and keep in touch with him to be like, hey, listen, you know, and, and has anything changed? You know, what's going on up there in Buffalo? And just kind of take it how, that way. How, but often, I wouldn't would you get, how often would you get in touch with him? How, every two months still? Every two months? Yeah, about that. Yeah, about that. Month uh-huh. and every okay. month and, no, no, month no, no, and no, a half. Just let me keep it moving. Let me keep it moving along. When you okay. say something and, and and you've given us the answer, I will interrupt you so you don't keep talking about the same thing over and over again. Okay. okay? All right. Sounds to, good. I had to teach the guest. I had to teach the guest about that last week. Nobody understands. The listeners out there, I'm doing you a favor by cutting these guys off. He already gave us the answer. Why elaborate on it, okay? Unless we need it. I talk now, about animal it. you're I'm running sorry. on. It, it, it's you nervousness, animal. You make me nervous, man. <laughs> yeah, I hear. You don't sound nervous to me, and I like that. You sound like a good <laughs> guest. I'm going to invite you back even before the show's over, okay? Will Thompson was right. Oh. He gave did me a favor by referring you. Okay. Now, oh, that, what does? Yeah, okay. Don't wreck the rest of the show. Okay, so <laughs> what does this this guy says you have a professional inability to say no. Now, that's he was wrong about that because you just told us that, yeah, your ability to say no varies depending on the response you got, okay? And it yeah. sounds like he – I when I was reading it, the guy only stayed with you at the company for a year, but that sounds like you yep. marketed the job to him that way. You, that was fine with you. Not mm-hmm. a problem, right? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Okay, and, and it was fine with your boss as well, right? You were inside in that company. You were an yeah, internal recruiter with um, that company. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna yeah, do. I'm gonna do an ad. I'm gonna do an ad. Nobody interrupt me. You got it. We'll get through it quickly. Okay. Hey everybody, recruiting animal here for PC Recruiter. You know, I was just talking to Martin Snyder, the uh, the boss over there, and he gave me some really good information to present to you, but I. <laughs> I didn't take the time to turn it into an ad. So I'm just going to tell you stuff I've said before. This is the last show of the year. I'm going to save that other information for January, okay? So here I go. You know, recruiters are a lot like Frank Sinatra. They have very independent personalities. They want to do things their own way, not my way and not your way. So they need a software vendor that lets them be themselves. And last week I told you that PC Recruiter is the most American of recruiting software companies because they believe in personal freedom. They don't want to impose their system on you, so they make software that is very, very configurable. You can say that word, configurable. That means that you can shape it to suit yourself, to suit your way of working, not mine and not theirs. Remember when women's liberation first became popular. Remember that? There was a commercial that went, you've got your own cigarette now, baby. You've come a long, long way. Well, this is PC Recruiter. It's the same kind of thing. If you want recruiting software that meets your needs, not the needs of somebody else or that someone else thinks you should have, you need to check out PC Recruiter. They believe in that saying, if you love something, set it free. And PC Recruiter loves you. So check them out, please, at pcrecruiter.net. They always say .com, but it's .net. 
back to my new friend, Sean Hervey, Herfbird 21. What's 21? Was that your, your number and on the football field? You got it. You got it. Okay. Okay. Ookly <laughs> Now, you're very modest as well. Even though you've got the, you posted these uh, tributes to yourself from these other, or they've posted it, these <laughs> tributes. I'll read, I'll read a few more of them. Okay. But you, here's, what, here's what you write uh, about yourself on LinkedIn and Twitter. I lost out on a pretty kick-ass candidate last week because I'm a dope and sent a calendar invite for the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you you couldn't correct that? The guy wouldn't forgive you? Well, what happened there? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was simple. I, I missed a phone call. I um, I sent him an email asking to reschedule. I never heard back from him. I don't know why. I don't know why. He didn't want to come back or even, like, reopen up the conversation, but that was it. And I just, you know, like, I'll I, – I call balls and strikes, so I kind of – you know, when I do something that like is self-deprecating or if I screw up, I'll let people know it. I have no shame on that. You also said, here's another one. I just had the mm-hmm. worst phone screen of my life. I sounded like a complete jackass and had zero, yep. <laughs> had zero, yeah. had zero rapport with this person. Epic, fa- epic fail all on me. What happened? Yeah. It was just one of those calls where I was just, jabbering going on and on and on and nothing that I did would uh, build any type of rapport with this person. I tried laughing. They wouldn't laugh. I tried talking about, you know, everything under the sun and I just babbled and babbled and babbled and sounded like it completed. I hate those. uh, those I hate those. Yeah. Yeah. And and the worst part is, is like when you know it, like when you know, like, oh crap, but I can't end the call with this guy because then he's going to think that, you know, I'm just ending the call with him to end the call. But, um, yeah. <laughs> reading and the person at the other end of the line says, um, you haven't been doing this very long, have you? I'll never forget that. I, when I first started recruiting and I tried to get, you know, I talked to people on the phone, I obviously knew nothing that I was talking about, and they'd say, you haven't been doing this very long, have you? You know, and i just yeah. say, you're right. Teach yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Own it. But you, you know persisted, I mean? Kathy. Kathy. Kathy's a very petite woman, and she didn't let that get her down. And I want to salute <laughs> Kathy. Kathy, you, you know, always complain. I cut you off and stuff like that. I'm so happy to have you here. Kathy was in a coma twice, twice in the last year or so. And you haven't heard the latest, animal. Wow. Do I want to? I was told I had lung cancer last week. And um, there was a whole team of specialists lined up, and guess what? It was a big mistake. Good. Hey, there's, that's, I know. that's your Hanukkah gift. That's your I gift know. for Hanukkah Merry Christmas. There you go. Congratulations, wow. Kathy. That's a big win. Thank hey, you. you just have to give someone to give you bad news and then retract it, and you've got a big exactly. win. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, now, on your uh, Sean Hervey Bird 21, okay, you're very blunt on your LinkedIn profile. You say, you're, yeah. are you primarily a sales recruiter, yes or no? Yes. Okay. So you say on, on you know, big letters on LinkedIn, we are looking for aggressive, motivated, money-hungry, in caps now, closers. Farmers need not apply. Does anybody ever comment on that when you talk to them? Does that does that get some play on LinkedIn, or are you the only one who really? I've never heard. I don't even remember writing that. To be completely honest with you, where is that under? What is that under? (laughs) 
We should probably look <laughs> no. after. I think it's under uh, ZocDocs or something, or your first entry. Oh, I mean, uh, I, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no. Luck, luckily, no one's ever said anything. But I, I appreciate you announcing that to everybody listening. Well, that's what you put there yourself. Uh, don't you complain? <laughs> Okay. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I, um, yeah, I mean, at, at the time, I guess I was looking for just primarily hunters, and uh, yeah. What is a hunter? Not what, a is, what is what is a hunter mentality and a natural closer, which you talk about as well? You said you know, so. What is a hunter mm-hmm. mentality? What do you when you're looking for a sales rep like that? What are you actually yep. looking for? Someone who's just doing whatever it takes to make the sale. I mean, at the, you know, when you really think about it, sales, it's persistent. It's, it's a lot like recruiting, right, in the way that you develop rapport with your prospects. Yeah, yeah. So wait, a second, that really wait a under- second, wait a second, wait a second. I've got another sales uh, recruiter expert here, Michael G. Cox, whom okay. I trust implicitly. He's a man of great wisdom, okay? Now, the thing is, so he's going to judge what you say. I want to know okay. how you figure out by interviewing the, interviewing the candidate or looking at his or her resume – how do you find mm-hmm. out if they're a hunter? How do you find out? Now, I have to tell you, doc, we'll get to this later. Dr. John Sullivan says interviews are just useless anyway. You can't really learn anything from them. So how do you determine that someone like Lou, who can't make up his mind until you call him four times, is actually a hunter? Um, stories. I asked him, you know, what's the biggest, you know, how did you get, like, what deal are you most proud of? And how did it, like, how did you get to it? And if they tell me something like, oh, you know, I called, called them four or five times, and then I went and I met with him, and then, uh, then I closed the deal. I mean, that's awesome. That's good that he got the sale. But, like, I want really cool stories. Like, for instance, this one guy told me I was interviewing him, um, and what he was saying is basically he was working for, like, a staffing company or something along those lines, and there was a night manager. He knew that there was, like, a ton of business from a competitor that worked, like, down the street. And the only way to get in touch with this guy was or get the business was to go and talk to the warehouse manager directly the guy woke up at like three o'clock in the morning went there on site to meet that guy with a box of donuts and like a whole box of coffee and all that stuff ended up walking out with the business the next day that staffing agency or that warehouse manager called the other agency and said yeah we're done we're going with this guy so that's a pretty cool story i look for things like that really they have to tell outstanding stories like that uh-huh they don't have to you don't have to. If they've been in the business to. long enough, they probably have a few cool stories. Right. Okay. I no, guess story sell. Story sell is that. Paul, Paul Lipman, you got a story for us like that, Paul? Paul Lipman, the great <laughs> Paul Lipman. I don't I don't have a story for you exactly like that, but you know, what I always ask people is if you, you know, what have you done to impact the organization? Tell me about it. If they can't yep. communicate that, they're not gonna do well in the interview. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? Out of the blue, what have I done to impact? They, do they know what you're actually talking about? I mean, if you say, well, you know, tell me if, an odd story about a sale you made that you, you know, really did something innovative to get the sale, at least it focuses. Well, that's specific, okay. but I was being more general based upon the different, you know, types of roles. Look, anybody in the organization from the janitor to the CEO has a story about what they did to either make the company money, save the company money, or improve the process. What's uh, the bottom line is they're going to hire you <clears throat> strictly on what you can do to impact their business. If you're if there's no value add, they're not going to hire you. So communicate that. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to say something. Well, I just saw but... a bunch of people. Uh, wait a sec, Kathy. I saw a bunch of people just left the show. Now I started putting making this an event announcement on 
uh, my Facebook group. So it's been going out for the last couple of weeks to lots more people than usual. More people come on the show than have been lately, but a bunch just signed out. And I want you to know that I'm no, like hey, Kathy, okay? You can step got, on me and booted. I won't my, feel... What? Michael, uh, Animal, yeah. we got booted, just so you know. I got I got booted from the call right now. So, okay, well, I want them to sure know, even if you really left the show, I'm not going to feel bad, okay? I just want you to know that. Kathy, right. over to you. Kathy. Oh, I, I don't have anything to say. I thought somebody who was talking that I cut off. It sounded like a woman. Is there another woman on the I show? I just said that, that what Paul said was very well put. That's all. Yeah. Paul's, a, Paul's a fantastic recruiter. And, and not only that, he uses PC Recruiter, my uh, sponsor, and he likes them because they are configurable. And speaking of that, I'm going to segue into an ad for Hire Tool, my other sponsor, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hey, everybody, you know what? I got a new shtick with my ads for Hire Tool. I don't know why they pay me for these ads. They don't need me. Everybody online is raving about hire tool you know whenever anybody puts a question you know these people on facebook they're kind of dumb every week you get the same question what's the best ats to buy how can i find out people's contact contact information what's the best sourcing tool again and again and you know what people say now every single week hire tool don't leave home without it what is Hire Tool? Let me tell you. I'm glad you asked. It's a full service sourcing tool. You tell it what you want, and it writes search strings for you. If you're stupid like me, you can't do that yourself. Or maybe you're just a great recruiter and you don't have time to study Boolean, okay? With Hire Tool, you don't have to. You tell it what you want in normal English, it writes the search string for you and searches a wide range of websites, Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, you name it, okay? And if you want to see a demo, get in touch with Nin Tran. This guy is all over social social media. He's easy to find, and he'll take you, you he'll ask you to bring a tough search. He'll do it for you on Hire Tool, and then he won't pressure you to buy. He's a nice guy, salesperson, and he knows that the demo itself will sell you, okay? You can go home and think about it, but you're going to come back. The H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L dot com. Okay. Animal, I do have a Sean. question. Go ahead. How, how, Sean, how long have you been in the business? Me? Sean. Sean Herveyberg. Oh, yeah. I'm here. Yep. Uh, um, six years. Okay. Six cause years. You That's sound, all? Yeah, you yeah. sound very, you know, seasoned. Yeah, well, oh, he really? was a sales rep before. You were a you were a yeah. sales rep yourself before, right? Yeah. Yep. I was. Um. I did staffing sales for a deco for about two years, maybe. Huh? Oh, two years. Okay. So let me ask you something. We've been at, we've been talking a lot on on the my Facebook group about functional experience. My uh, idea is that you've actually done the position yourself that you're recruiting for, you're going to be a much, much better recruiter because you know yes. exactly what that person has to do, and you can ask them specific, much more specific questions. You know, did you do this? Did yeah. you do that? Because you know everything. So having been a sales rep yourself, doing business development, has that really enhanced your ability to be a sales recruiter? Yes, 100%, because, you know, I, I tried after I left, 
um, Deco after I started doing, um, I guess, the, the sales recruiting. Um, I was working for – actually, no. Before I was doing sales recruiting, I was doing healthcare recruiting in-house for a large company out here in Long Island. And um, I couldn't – I didn't know the difference between a good nurse or bad nurse or a good physician or bad physician. I wouldn't know one if they came up to me and punched me right in the face. I would have no idea. But when it comes to salespeople – I had a much better idea. They couldn't bullshit me. They couldn't really tell me, you know, one thing and mean another. I knew what they were talking about. I knew the questions to ask. So, like, no doubt that actually doing the job makes you a better recruiter for that job, in my opinion, anyway. Okay. Now, with – thank you. With uh, regards to business development, this is another one of uh, my new favorite questions. For a small uh, recruiting office, solo or let's say up to five people – What's the best way to do business development? Some people say cold call, okay? Other people say, uh, you know, post a lot of interesting articles on LinkedIn. Uh, what do you recommend? Um, business development-wise, so right now I'm, I do mostly contract recruiting, but I've gotten a bunch of searches over the past year since I've been, like, developing this little, I guess, LinkedIn, um, I guess, quote-unquote, following I think LinkedIn is, itself has become much more of a branding tool than it has been of a just a go out and get candidates and search type of tool. Um, I've gotten companies that have reached out and they are, you know wanted me to find them a couple of salespeople. So, oh, give me an give me a story. Tell us, tell us. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Tell us a story about that. I want to hear what did you post mm. or how many things did they see from you? How did they approach you? What did they say? Why? Why did they want to call you after seeing something on LinkedIn? What kind of position did they give you? Go ahead. It was a it was a sales job. It was they were looking for two account executives, and I think it was after I posted something about you know what you like what a lot of companies are doing. Um, it, I guess in the sales space where they're not opening up the wallets for the candidates, they're trying to play them, they're trying to um, undercut them and lowball them. Um, it was, uh, that was the post. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they just came to me and said, Hey man, listen, um, if you're looking, if you have, if you have the capacity, I'm looking for two more AEs for my team. Um, would love to kind of pick your brain and I hopped on the horn with them and you know, they gave me the searches. So that was not so much how it worked. Sean Hervey bird, but you post a lot of funny videos and you actually fight with a lot of people on LinkedIn. If I'm not mistaken, anyone who bashes recruiters, you know, say recruiters are garbage, you want to take them on. You're very pugnacious. Yep. Okay, did they see all yep. those other things as well? Did that play a role? Or was it just this article about, um, you know, how sales reps are being, you know, ha- handled when they go for jobs? What was the key? Um, well, that particular guy, he just said very um, – he, he just said, hey, listen, I've been following you on LinkedIn for a while, and I've seen some of your posts. I, I really like them. That's really it. He didn't get dive into you know which ones he likes specifically, but yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I completely understand, man. There's a lot of people on LinkedIn that I could, I definitely turn off 150%. I understand that, and you know there are a lot of people that turn off, but there are also a lot of people that are, I guess, they have similar thoughts as me, and they like the content that I put out. So it's kind of worth, you know, just being mean, putting out the content that. I, I guess I, I put out. Okay, right? so, so you, you don't worry, and none of your employers worry about, you know, this guy thinks he's funny. I don't think he's funny. I'm going to tell him to stop putting those videos out there if he wants to work for me. Yep. You don't have that. Nobody. No, that, right? I mean I've been no, I've been independent contracting. So 
Yeah, okay. That's, well, you know, really still, you're representing like companies. You're still yeah, inside I, some company. Okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten anything okay, yet. Okay, fine. So. Okay, I'm just just checking, just checking. Okay. <laughs> now the other thing, the other thing that Lou said about you, and other people said as well, that you take a lot of um, personal responsibility after the candidate joins the company. Uh, Lou said he was const- after I joined, he was constantly checking up on me to see if everything was okay. Now, can you tell us about yep. that? I mean, it's just following up and making sure that they're happy. I mean, because as much as people want to think that recruiters are just these evil type of, you know, people that just want to get fees and after the office closes at 5 o'clock, they go home and club baby seals. We're not really, not all of us are like that. I mean, That's you want to make Friday. sure that the guys, yeah, it's only Friday, <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, you, you just want to make sure that the people at your place are happy because if they're happy, then you've done your job. I, I, I think it doesn't take a lot to shoot an email. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, man, listen, I spoke to the hiring manager. He says that you're killing it over here. I mean, you're doing great. Okay, I don't well, think what that's... If it, what, what, what if the candidate tells, tells you, this is my follow-up, you know, I let you talk longer than I wanted to because I was distracted. Jerry's just joined the, the show. Uh, but if, uh, what if the candidate says, Sean, you know what, job's crap. I don't really like it. Uh, what would you do? I mean, if he hates it that much, I try to figure out what's the root of the problem. Why is he hated so much? What can is there anything that we could possibly do to make it better for him? Do you want me to speak to the hiring manager? Um, it really depends on the reasoning. I mean, there's really okay. not uh, much I could do if the guy doesn't really hate the job. I'm not going to convince him to stay. Okay, but you're prepared when you when you check some when you check in with someone. It's not just a pro forma thing to show what a nice guy you are. You're serious about handling problems if they exist, and you're ready to do that. Am I right? If I, yeah, of course. If I'm internal, 100. percent Absolutely. What what about external? Should they they do the same thing? I don't think that they have the capacity to. I mean, I don't think an external recruiter from a third party agency really has, you know, the authority to call a sales manager at a uh, at a company and be like, hey, listen, this is why he's not happy. Blah 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 blah. You should be doing better for him. Blah 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 blah. I mean, it depends on the relationship, right? I mean, who do I know? But I don't see why not. Does any, think, the point is we'd be yeah. worried about losing our fee. Does anybody agree I with know. him if, that yeah. if you're a third-party external recruiter, you should, you know, you, you're not able – should you be following up with your candidates every month after, you know, after the placement to see if they're doing okay and if the hiring manager Absolutely. thinks they're doing okay? Yep. Go Absolutely. ahead, Paul, talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about <clears> it. If you don't, ahead. you're going to lose – if you don't, you're going to lose the deal. I mean, look, I've had deals fall apart, um, or I've saved deals just by talking to both parties uh, briefly, ask how things are going, and then confidentially giving them some advice. You know, um, yeah. I'll give you an example. I had a guy that uh, that you know thought he was doing a good job. The, the hiring manager didn't, you know, had some questions about it. I called the guy up and I said, "Hey, uh, how's it going?" You know, I kind of played. A little quiet, you know. I didn't really tell him what I knew, uh, and we started talking about some things through about you know how he's perceived, and you know tried to get his head around you know bringing his A game a little better. It worked, and it worked. Yes, it worked. Okay. Yeah, it, it worked. A little, it, yeah, it worked. Did it ever? Did it ever not work? Where the guy said, "Oh yeah, well, you know, I, I don't think it was a good match after all." And you call the manager, and the manager says, "You know what? He, he's underperforming. I'm not really." Happy. Uh, have yeah. you ever had that? Yeah, I had should, that happen. You, yeah, I had that happen recently. Absolutely. What'd you, do? what'd you do? The guy, you know, I tried to get back to the hiring manager. He didn't call me back, uh, and they canned him. 
<laughs> so I'm well, replacing them. them all. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I knew about it. You know, I had a heads up, so I was ready to go with uh, with a re- with a replacement candidate. Okay. Oh, good for you. You know what? It's 45 minutes into the show already. I'm having fun. I mean, uh, Sean, are you having fun? I'm having a lot of fun, man. You can say, this is awesome. You can say, you can say no. You can say no on the Recruiting Animals show. You can say, I, I know don't like this. No. Okay? Okay, fine. I know. I'm going to do another like ad. It. Since I'm so happy, I'm going to do another ad for PC Recruiter. Hey, everybody, Recruiting Animal, back again for PC Recruiter. I heard that you have to say things over and over again to get people to remember them. Do you agree with that, Sean? you got to pound them. Pound them. Okay, don't yeah. Don't answer. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to review some of the main slogans for you that I use for PC Recruiter. Number one, big or small, we fit them all. You can be a solo recruiter or a big recruiting team at a giant corporation. doesn't matter because PC Recruiter is good for everyone. And you know why? Point number two, PC Recruiter is configurable. Paul, am I right when I say that? Paul Lippman, please. It you use is con- it's configurable. Very nice. Yeah, you can say that word. You can say it. They let you decide what your recruiting software is going to look like. They don't force their workflow management ideas on you. And you know why? Number three, because PC Recruiter believes in individuality and personal freedom. At least I think they do. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter loves you. Okay? So please check them out at PCRecruiter.net. I'm happy to have them as my sponsor, and I'm glad sometimes that someone like Paul shows up to validate what I say in the and so, And yeah, they back it yeah. up with great support. Okay. Forgot to mention that. Thank you very much. Everybody says that. Marty, you're so lucky to get us to talking like this about you. Okay, uh, there's only you know, 15 minutes left, Sean. Are there any burning issues that you want to bring up that I might not have an interest in, or should I just keep going with my own? Um, no, hold on. I, I got a tweet here from somebody that wanted me to add, wanted us to talk about why do I make funny videos as opposed to informational or like how tos? I would assume. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the reason why I just do that is I, I make the funnier ones is I, I don't know. I just like the entertainment aspect of it. You know what I mean? It's, um, there are millions of videos out there on YouTube for recruiting on how to do this, how to cold call, how to, you know, walk candidates through a process, all that good stuff. So the difference being is I just like to differentiate myself and just like to have, uh, like to have it. Fun. You like to have fun, okay? Yeah, that's that's a simple answer. I like to have fun. What's wrong with that? Let me ask you a question about Alex Condolucci, okay? Or however you say his name. I'm not Italian. He called <laughs> me on a Tuesday. Sean called me on yeah. a Tuesday for the first time, and I was hired Friday of that same week. Was that an unusual case? How did that happen? Yeah, I mean, that's just semantics. To be completely honest, <laughs> I mean that was uh, there was a hiring class, like the new class that we needed to hire, started on like that Monday. So everyone that was going to be in that class had to be signed by Friday. So called him, rushed him through the process, brought him on site, he met with everyone on the team, got the offer out by Friday. So it was definitely um, urgency, but urgency by default. If that makes any sense to okay. you? I didn't. Yeah, well, he's a refreshing said. guest. This guest is very refreshing. Good, 
Thank you, Kathy. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you're going to have a good rating system. No, we you used to have the rating system. Jerry, Jerry used to do the rating of the show after the show, and, and we don't do that anymore, so it's good. I know we, it. Well, I asked him. I asked him I myself. I know, but I mean, for his level of experience, and, you know, I think he's very, he presents himself very well. Okay. Oh, thank Great. you. Great. You got an endorsement. Kathy's worked for That's some awesome. big companies. She worked with Shally, the great Shally. She worked for him. Okay, here's a question. You say that you want your candidates to prep to prep themselves. Don't just check out Google on the subway on the way to the interview. I want you to know yep. as much as humanly possible about the company, the interviewer, and all that jazz. Well, why don't you just present yep. them with that information? What exactly is it you want them to know? Basics. I mean, you know, what, what, does the company, what does the company do? I mean, if they walk in there and the hiring manager says, okay, well, you know, what do you know about the company? Oh, well, I know jack shit about the company, but give me the job. I mean, that's really – that's not going to fly. So just basic stuff. Run a Google search. Understand what the company is, what they do. Look at their quarterly numbers from last year. I mean, see what performance is up or down. Google articles about the company and kind of just take that information if you know who you're meeting with, which you should be knowing who you're meeting with, look at the LinkedIn ma- the LinkedIn profile of the hiring manager, of the everyone else that you might be meeting with on the recruiting team. Just be educated on who you're meeting with. Know what the company does. You know, no one's going to be really asking you to look at them, like know some crazy stuff about the organization, but just have an idea of what the company does. That's really it. Okay. Do you find that they know to do this on your their own, uh, or you have to really – coach them no i think most people know that they have to you think so at least understand uh-huh. what the company does i mean okay. I, I don't know do you do you find that people don't feel like they need to understand what a company does uh well you know what we're not recruiting low-level jobs so yes i, I the people i talk to yeah. they do research yeah. but you know what I, I do research as well, and I try to make sure that they, they know, especially, you know, some people. Yeah. I, I really I – ta- I take responsibility for that. I didn't – I want – before we finish, uh, we're getting near the end. I want to know, do you – what's your point of first contact? Is it uh, text or email or phone? How do you approach people the first time? Usually um – I guess being a child of technology, I guess it's LinkedIn is the first time that I'll try to connect with somebody. What, an in-mail? Um, an in-mail? Or how do you contact in-mail them? In-mail or, yeah, I'll connect with them. Um, and send a message? I kind of have like a rule. Send a message? Yeah, I'll connect, uh-huh. send a message. If they don't get back to me, I'll try an in-mail. Um, and if not, I'll try to, uh, you know, try to find out their work email and um, reach, reach them then. I was listening to one of your guests the other day on uh, uh, the old episodes. I think it was two weeks ago where someone was like freaking out because they got an email from the office. How did, where'd you find that guy? I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. I don't know. No, what no, you're no, talking. No, I know no, you're listening. No. I'm listening to your show. I don't know. What and you... there was a guy. You, yes, you do. You had a guy who was on like maybe two episodes ago and he was yeah. all upset because a recruiter called him at the office and then he was also upset that a recruiter emailed him on the email circuit. Okay, so it can't Coming, be the jumping. guest that you're talking about. Let's not waste time figuring out who it is. But that's oh, another thing. Right, you don't you don't you don't mind calling people at work? Do you ever call no. people at work without letting? Is it okay to call them at work? That's a slippery slope, man. I mean, it's a high risk, high reward. 
I mean, if you get them and they answer and they're pumped and they want to talk to you, then set apart some time to speak to them further. But if, if it doesn't go right and they hate that, then you lost that person. And that's just my, that's really? my so you're, you're very, that's you're very sensitive thing. about that. Okay. What about emailing them at work? It. Some people don't like to be emailed at work either. What about, what's your point of view yeah. on that? I'll, I'll email them as opposed to calling them at work. And if I absolutely have to call them at work, I'll call them at work. Okay. Boy, you're very, uh, I'm surprised you're so chicken about, about that. Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, hey, Michael G. Cox, I hear this, you man. laughing. He is a chicken. Oh, calling them at work. That's awful. Okay. Oh, get mad at me. Has anyone ever gotten mad at you? For, for sending an email or anything like that? Oh. No, not you, Michael G. Cox, the guest. Sorry. He doesn't give him a chance. He doesn't give him a chance. Well, let me ask a final question about that. How many times will you bug them? You're supposedly the guy who doesn't take no for an answer. I per- build you as a persistent uh-huh. recruiter. How many times will you try yeah. to contact somebody? How many times? At least five. Five. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you that's think pretty if, much my you, rule. If they answer times. you – I mean – on the, if they answer yeah. you on the fifth time, are they doing that to tell you, stop bugging me? Depends on what they say. I mean, I've had well, people I'm that I reached out to the general response. Well, I've oh, really? reached out you've to people. Really? You've, you've reached out? It's a bad word. You didn't study that. But you've tried to contact these people a hundred times. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Not literally 100 times. I'm speaking in generalities. I. Probably, I mean, the most I've ever reached out to somebody was probably eight or nine times. Okay. You have to study animal bad words. Reach out is not allowed on this show, okay? Animal, let but me that's tell you. Wait, hold on. Point. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, sir. Yeah. I studied yeah. that, that uh, the rule book, and all day, yeah. and all day <laughs> yesterday, I've been training myself to not say at the end of the day, because I say that okay. all the time. So I know uh-huh. that was on there, my so I can only I, then I should appreciate that and not not put too many demands on you for for what, the first time. Okay, hold on. I have to do my final ad for my good friends at Hone It. H O N E I T. You know, I'm sorry, everybody listening. I had to drag that out. I want to know the nitty gritty of how people you know get in touch with other people and how it works out. So forgive me. I know uh, if, if I if I had the time, I'll go back and take out all the. In betweens, but anyway, let me let me move forward now. That's a it's a, a good move forward. H O N E I T Honeit.com. Honeit, listen to this, is phone interview technology. The candidate and the recruiter, they both dial into the interview just like they would ordinarily, and they have their regular interview. Only thing is it's recorded. So you have an audio recording, okay? And that audio recording is automatically turned into a written transcript that you can read and search for keywords so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You don't have to worry about forgetting some detail or not hearing something properly or even not understanding. Somebody can talk tech stuff that you don't understand. That's fine. You just let somebody else read the answer or listen to it, some technical person uh, in your client's company or in the hiring manager's team. Okay? It takes a lot of responsibility 
off of you. Also, six people don't have to interview the person and ask the same questions over and over again. They can listen to your interview or they can read it, okay? And listen to this. If you've got a question that you know is really important, and especially one that you might not understand the answer to because it's going to be technical, you just press a button when you ask it. You talk about it with a candidate. When it's finished, that conversation about that topic, you press another button. It creates a little clip that you can pass on to the hiring manager or anybody else on the team. Okay? So that's it. Check it out. Hone it. H-O-N-E-I-T. Nick Livingston is the CEO, and he also, just like Nintran, is all over social media. So is Martin Snyder. These are men of the people, okay? They want to talk to you, and they're all nice guys, and they're all good and articulate people. Okay, we're coming to the home stretch. We've got four minutes left. Let me see if I've got any burning questions for you. What about when some sales rep says you say did you meet quota and he or she says yeah how do you verify that um well i used to be able to say hey show me your w-2 but you can't do that because uh well anymore new york passed a a law where i can't even ask them what they're making any like currently um so question about that even third party yep no no he's a contract in-house he's contract in-house yeah. Doesn't matter though. So, um, third party can't either. Third party yeah. either. Right. Yeah. At least absolutely. Yeah. Jerry, you're in New York. Okay. So, yeah. So what do you do? What can you do? I mean, I don't at know. That point so just time, say I can't answer I mean, the question. I don't I know. I have to trust them. Yeah. What, I mean, what about checking? I don't know if you can ask those indirect questions, Michael. What about my my follow up question here is what about calling them for references and ask and asking the the manager that the person worked for or, or the other other pe- people who worked with him or her? Do you, can you do that? I'm, I mean, that's back channeling. I mean, I guess you can. I don't know how what the legal ramifications of that are. I don't know if you're allowed to do that because I was under the okay. impression that when you call for references, the only thing they can take say is dates. No, that's not true. You've never, you've never we really should hire people no. for attitude, not for skill. Yeah. <laughs> in California, it's in California the employee has to identify it. Yeah. What, what you do Pardon is you me? you say, did you? In California, the ahead, employee Paul. upon Paul. being lead. I was looking okay, for first Alan, then Paul. First Alan, then Paul. Alan Floor, in- go ahead. In California, the, when the employee leaves, there's like four check boxes. What can we disclose when we are called in the future? Nothing that you worked here, dates, pay, whatever. You And the employee checks it and signs it, and that obligates everybody. <laughs> yeah, so, it well, is hard to get references. Red, yeah. yeah, Wait a sec, Paul. Isn't that in a California. red flag when you, when you sign that, no, you can't check anything on me? Nobody can say anything about me? Why not? It sounds like you're worried they're not going to say anything good, okay? That's a red flag. That's a bad sign. Paul Lipman, what were you going to say? Two things. Number one, companies can't always give references because they don't want to be held liable uh, right. for giving a bad reference. Uh, yep. And then secondly, the way to get, ask that question about hitting quota is did the, did the person accomplish – what he, what he, you know, did he accomplish what he was supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, okay, but you know what? You when can... you ask if the person hit quota, wait, wait a second. You're not asking about their salary. 
You're just saying that they meet their quota. I mean, I don't see yeah. why that's. I mean, I asked that. Why that's an issue? Yeah. I asked that. I said, "What was their quota?" And yeah, they usually give you that information. Okay, it's not the candidate. You want to check it up to verify it. That was my. How do you make sure? Our good friend right. Sean Herviebert. I got a cappy. That's his weakness. We found his Achilles heel right at the end of the show. He doesn't know how to verify the the, the success of the candidate. You're gonna to have to come back another time and come back with a better a better answer for that one. Anybody else want to say anything before we sign off for the year? The last show of 2017. Show. Anybody anybody want to say anything? Good show. I agree. Anybody else yeah. want to say something? Okay, I'm going to thank everybody. Kathy Manis, please stay alive, okay, in the coming year. Very important to me. (laughs) Congratulations on overcoming lung cancer. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, thank you for telling us that. Okay, Alan Fleur, Paul Lippman, thank you for helping me do my ad and please my sponsor, the inimitable Michael G. Cox. Thanks for coming all the time. And our new friend, Sean, do you have a middle initial? Uh, R. Sean R. Hervey, thank
Okay, you know, you've got a web. baby face. So I, I don't know if anybody's looking at the uh, website at uh, on uh, recruitingshow.com, but you have a little uh, a young man's, a very young man's face. Has that been good for you or bad for you in business? <laughs> uh, hmm. I guess good and bad. I don't know. Nobody uh, comments as I get older, it? maybe it's better. Nobody, like, you know, well, Bill Gates had a, he looked like a little kid when he was first in business as well. It didn't seem to hold him back, but everybody remarked on it. Does anyone mention that to you? No, you're, you're the no? first as of late. 